A couple of big-time prospects headed to the U of M this season, plus some more movement at the top of the 2022 NHL Draft leaderboard. We talk all things prospects today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting returns to offer up more Foley's finds. We talk about some prospects in the upcoming draft as well as a major flip for the University of Minnesota Golden Gopher hockey team. Uh, plenty of prospect talk coming up here today. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, your veteran captain of the show, guiding you through another Minnesota Wild season. And happy to have uh, a good friend of the show back on, Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting, to uh, talk more prospects. And I think we settled on the name since the last time you were here, Gabe, Foley's Fines. I like it. Good decision. I, I think that was a better one. What was the other option? Gabe's Gems, I think, was the second one. Oh, I, I totally forgot that. So I think I think we landed on the good one. Well, and the best part is we we left it up to the people. And we uh, we let we let the listeners vote, and so Foley's finds it is. Um, Gabe, where are you at with uh, with profiles as we continue to uh, to churn closer and closer <laughs> to the NHL drafts? <laughs> I um, I am about ten spots away from having a full three rounds ranked um, here in early March. We will publish uh, four rounds, so a 128 name ranking. Um, and to get that done, we're talking about 300 names watched, 300 plus. So we're getting up there in numbers now, but it'll come to fruition soon. Uh, fans can tune in to the good old Twitter at NHL Foley to see that the four round ranking soon. Uh, labor of love. <laughs> that that is uh, that is a great way to put it. And so let us embark. I don't know why I'm doing this with my hands. Let us embark on another Foley's finds. I'm just going to let you go with uh, with the prospects that you have picked for today. So whatever order you want to go in, uh, just uh, just fire up a few, and uh, we'll uh, we'll give the listeners some names to keep an eye on. Um, as we get closer to the NHL draft. Well, we're going to start this, this good old segment with uh, an admittance, an admittance of being wrong, which is that a first in locked on wild history? It might be. <laughs> um, so we are always around this podcast. Um, in my last appearance, we spoke in depth about how Shane Wright was losing his claim at first overall and how Logan Cooley and Shimon Nemetz were slowly starting to take over that spot. Since then, I guess Wright is a regular listener of the podcast or something because he has turned it on 
and then some. Um, I spoke diligently about Wright's, you know, broken down confidence, slower decision making, uh, lesser awareness in the neutral zone and offensive zone. It really seemed like someone had taken away a key aspect of his game. But it's back. It's back. That killer instinct is there. Wright has gone on an absolute tirade lately, um, taking the CHL by storm. Really looks like the star of his team for the first time this season. Looks like the star of the league. Um, He's attacking the net. He's creating plays. In his last 10 games, he has 17 points. And that doesn't include tonight, uh, the night of recording, where he scored at least once, I believe. Um, So he's just on absolute tear. Um, He heard the criticisms, made sure to adjust to them accordingly. And Shane Wright is back. Now, I will say there was legitimate reason to doubt him as the number one pick. A lot of scouts are saying that he never lost that spot. And, you know, there was never room to question him. But there really was. The instinct that he had in previous years was not there to start this season. But it's back. Shane Wright's at number one. Um, And we're looking at a guy who really is finding a way to get back to where he was a few years ago. It's great to see after, you know, yeah, six, seven months of serious struggles from this player. So, you know, always good to see uh, a player bounce back to form, especially one with such elite upside like Shane Wright has. There's also a notable update about the guy that had potential to replace Shane Wright. Logan Cooley, as you mentioned, has decommitted from Notre Dame and committed instead to the University of Minnesota. Logan Cooley, a lock for the top five in the NHL draft this year, is now going to be a gopher next season. Oh boy. What what a year this has been. (laughs) So I'll tell you this right now. We knew in August that Logan Cooley wasn't going to go to Notre Dame. Um, the insiders all knew it, it was just a matter of, well, what does he do if he doesn't go to Notre Dame? Does he go to Michigan to join that elite group? Does he, you know, go to Canada to play juniors instead? Um, and I'll tell you right now, he, I don't believe he ever looked at Michigan. I don't believe he ever seriously looked at Canada. There was an initial discussion around him going to University of Minnesota or University of Minnesota Duluth, those fizzled out a bit. And he started looking at Hockey East, um, UConn, BC, BU. But the fates brought him back to the Big Ten. The fates brought him to University of Minnesota. And this is one of the biggest pickups that school's had in a while. I mean, when was the last time they had a a top three uh, potential NHL draft pick uh, suiting up for him. So that's going to be an incredible addition. Gophers fans should be, you know, singing from the rooftops. It's going to be fun to watch him for the one year he's there. I mean, ultimately, this is a kid with a ton of NHL upside, ton of NHL potential. I can't imagine he sticks around too long. But however many games he plays, he's going to play his heart out in all of them. Uh, Great player, great person. And a great uh, addition for UMN there. Um, 
And just a few hours after Logan Cooley announced his commitment to UMN, um, Oliver Moore followed him up and uh, solidified his commitment to the University of Minnesota. Of course, that was a commitment that was announced a couple months ago, rumored a couple months before that. This has been in the works for a long time, but it's official now that Cooley's going there. Oliver Moore is also going there. For the people who don't know, Oliver Moore is, for lack of better terms, the Logan Cooley of the U-17 U.S. National Team Development Program. Oh, my goodness. So, whereas Logan Cooley is the number one center for the U-18 team, Oliver Moore is the number one center for the U-17 team. He actually got promoted to the U-18 team uh, in the middle of the season, which is pretty rare um, to see in the program promotions like that. But some circumstances and some favoritism just because of how you know strong of a player he is led to uh oliver moore getting the bump up to the u18 team and um man so much to say about this player he's a 2023 nhl draft eligible so he won't be in minnesota until the 2023 2024 season we have a couple of years till we see him in a gopher's jersey but um you're just such a high energy playmaker, very visionary passing, um, always knows where his teammates are and always knows how to put them into a position to put the puck in the net. And if for some reason they can't, Oliver Moore is going to be there to put it in himself. I mean, just such a high energy, high, high leadership player. Um, Great to see. And uh, another great pickup for Minnesota there. Um, Ali Moore as I have dubbed him as not his nickname. It just feels more natural. <laughs> Ali Moore. That's a golden hockey name. Oh, absolutely. Um, Ali Moore is in the early contention for the top 10 in the 2023 NHL draft, which is saying a lot because that draft class is looking like, looking like one of the greatest draft classes in NHL history. Of course that gets thrown around a lot. We don't want to hyperbolize. You know, we want to avoid that as much as we can. But truly, this class is next level. The top 10 is going to be tremendous. Ali Moore is looking to be a part of that. So, once again, UMN with another huge pickup there with uh, Logan Cooley and Oliver Moore. They have really solidified their star, star center role for at least the foreseeable future. And you ought to think with two star high-end players – this is only going to lead to even more commitments. I mean, we all know how the NCAA works. So really an exciting time to be a Gophers fan and uh, a time that really has them rivaling the amazing commitments that Michigan's managed in recent years. I mean, UMN is now right there in that conversation. And um, I'm ecstatic as a Big Ten fan. I uh, cannot wait to see uh, how this transfers to an on-ice product here soon. Yeah, and you I saw the the tweet that you had where you stacked the rosters together and you basically said, take your pick at this point, which is, you know, with the, the studs that Michigan has had, uh, as you mentioned, that's uh, that's quite the leap for the, uh, the Gophers to be able to be on par with them. Um, Truly. We'll take those wins here in Minnesota. We'll just, we'll take it. I love it. Now we're going to uh, we're going to continue Foley's finds 
And so we will uh, we'll just talk about a couple of other names as we uh, dive further and further into the 2022 NHL draft class. More with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting coming up next here on Locked on Wilds. It is the month of February, and so most people's New Year's resolutions have gone right out the window. But if you are sticking to yours to eat better and look better, Bill Bar is here to help. If you're looking for a little change of pace from your usual Bilt Bar flavors, have you tried the Puffs? Puffs are a Bilt Bar staple and are one of the best tasting Bilt Bars available. They are a first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Bilt Bars, Puffs included, contain somewhere around 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your favorite candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. A wide assortment of flavors including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almonds, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. All the flavors are delicious with new flavors coming out all the time. So don't miss out on the Built Bar Revolution. Head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. We're going to do it again after January was the best month ever in uh, Locked on Wild history. All of you wonderful listeners that listen to the show on a daily basis have done it again in February. is going to be even better somehow than January was. So huge thank you to everybody that tunes into this show each and every single day of the week. Let's dive into some more prospects. Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting is here. Foley's Finds continues. Let's, uh, let's hear about some more names from the 2022 NHL draft class. Yeah, so now, after getting our conversations around the top dog, Shane Wright and Logan Cooley out of the way, we're diving headfirst into the plethora of sleeper talent this year. It's so strange. Um, After a 2021 NHL draft where you could just make up a name and there was a (laughs) 50-50 shot that he was going to get drafted, um, this year everyone's talking about the same guys. And it's not the right guys. Now, uh, there's, I don't even know where to start. I mean, it's borderline frustrating. Um, But we'll start with, in Sweden, with a Fabian Wagner, who is a winger um, that has really found a way to put up points in any possible situation. He's playing with Linko Ping Hockey Club's J20 team and the J20 Nationale, but has played a few games in the SHL as well. And um, it's, oh, with Wagner, it's complicated. Lincoln Ping is a very renowned program this year for some really tremendous top-end talents, including Matthias Havlid, who could rival the first round, Philip Bystet, who's on their top line and has found a way to... Um, really tear up Sweden hockey, despite being six, three, six, four guy moves like the wind and can uh, skate through anyone. Um, Rasmus 
and we I, we practiced this name before the show. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna mess it up. Rasmus Lionelm is a, a sleeper name that's played in the top six of Linko Ping all season. They're all getting love, but the guy that's not getting love is Fabian Wagner, who I think has potential to be the best player from this team. And it's not because he himself is a star, but Fabian Wagner, when he's put with the right teammates, goes crazy. I mean, it's insane. It's like, to use the wild example, it's like when Marcus Foligno finally found a home and turned into this star-studded, gritty, top-six lock. I mean, where where has Foligno come from these last few years? Well, um, if you ask Alexis Pearson, she knew the whole time. Shout out, uh, Foligno fan club. <laughs> I, uh, as, as a dyed-in-the-wool blues fan, this is the most shocking thing to happen in the history of the NHL. It's Marcus <laughs> Foligno turning into something legitimate. Um, Fabian Wagner doesn't have that same bite to his game. He's a 5'11", barely rivaling 160. But he has the same sentiment. You put him with the right guys, he's going to put the puck in the net. He's a high-energy player who plays with a ton of speed along the boards, knows how to get the puck into the zone cleanly, and is quick enough to dance around uh, opposing defenders and open up lanes and manipulate them um, with just so much speed. It's crazy. Um, When he's off the puck, Wagner makes sure to stay diligent. He's battling in front of the net. He's fighting around defenders, trying to get himself into open ice. And then on top of all that speed and, you know, playmaking awareness, he adds a quick shot and uh, general ability to, you know, turn on a dime and, you know, really react to play well. Um, It's an impressive style that would fit well with any pro hockey team, but, you know, most notably with the wild who have embraced that style of really reactionary fast hockey in the wake of Matt Boldy, uh, Kirill Kaprizov, Marco Rossi, when he was up, I mean, this is the wild's MO now is quick beat you with our speed hockey. And if we can't beat you with our speed, we're going to, you know, fight like fight like heck until we find a way. And it's, um, that's a style that Wagner embraces well. He will be ranked in my top 50, but there's a shot that this player doesn't get his name called on draft day until the fourth or the fifth round. Um, he's a player that, you know, like I mentioned, very few people are talking about, but one that deserves a ton more love, a player that on his own isn't some star-studded talent, but you get him with the right guys, he finds ways to get things done. Tons of potential there. Tons of potential with a, a pro lineup. So Wagner is probably one of my hottest takes so far this season. And if it's not Wagner that's my hottest take, it's Jace Weir, who will also be in my top 50. Jace Weir is a defenseman out of the WHL um, playing with, I believe, Medicine Hat now. I believe he got traded, and I will verify that as I'm talking here. Um, no, he is with the Red Deer Rebels. I apologize. Uh, Jace Weir, defensive with the Red Deer Rebels. Um, and again, same sentiment can be said for Weir. He really is not getting a ton of love, a ton of attention. 
And it's because he's boring. He's just boring. He plays such a reliable, calm, two-way game that there's not much to question. Um, but in that same vein, there's not much to question. This is such a locked-in prospect. You watch Chase Weir play, you see everything that you want from a second-pairing defenseman at the NHL level. Um, I think in the prospect world, it's very easy to put the cart uh, ahead of the horses, to get too grandiose with saying that this player has second pairing upside. Um, you know, it, because ultimately that is a, a notable title. But then you turn to the NHL and there are players like Ian Cole playing second line minutes, second pairing minutes with, uh, with Carolina and stuff. I mean, the, the title and the labeling as a potential and then what it actually means in the NHL, there's such a discrepancy there. And with Jace Weir, he really has second pairing upside. This is a guy who plays a reliable, smooth two-way game. He's not going to overwhelm you with any one skill. You know, he's not the fastest. He's not the strongest. But he's 6'2", 185 knows how to use that reach and that strength well to shut down opposition and then take the puck and spark quick movements up the ice. His ability in the neutral zone regroups is incredibly strong. Um, he just does everything that you want out of a leader on your blue line. And so, like I mentioned, Jace Weir will be in my top 50. But again, this is a player that could fall as far as the fourth, fifth round. Um, he was ranked number 55 by NHL Central Scouting earlier this year, which really projects him as a middle round talent at best. But it's it's the reliability, the safety net that he offers that um, should get fans excited about Jace Weir. And again, um, we talk about the Wilds MO, high risk forwards, safe defensemen. A safe, capable two-way defenseman. It's what they know best. And so I, I'm not picking these guys out because they'd be good fits for the wild. I just want to talk about them. But really, all of them kind of fit that MO that the wild are quickly starting to establish. So Fabian Wagner, Jace Weir, two guys that'll be in my second round in my next rankings, but two guys that aren't getting any attention behind them. Well, and the Wild will have maybe two second-round picks because it depends entirely on what happens with Philip Johansson. If he does not re-sign with the Wilds, then uh, the Wilds get a compensatory second-round pick back in return. So could have two second-round picks for Judd Brackett to play with uh, in the upcoming NHL draft, provided that uh, one of them is not traded for Claude Giroux. Potentially. JT Miller? Did I hear JT Miller thing? <laughs> <laughs> you very well might have. Um, tell you what, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up the conversation as we continue to uh, take a look at some of Foley's finds ahead of the 2022 NHL draft. More to come on this episode of Locked on Wild after this. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, 
BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to Olympic coverage and information. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all of it at BetOnline, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. And as we mentioned, if you have not already, make sure to follow Gabe at NHL Foley. You can also find it uh, right on the screen here uh, for all of his work at Recruit <laughs> Scouting. Uh, Foley's finds a couple more names in the later rounds to wrap us up for today. Yeah, so I have been going in order so far. Wagner's my highest rank of the names I mentioned. Jace Weir is just a few spots below him. Now we're jumping a whole round below those two to talk about, and I don't know if this is how you say the name at all, Tyson Jugnauth? Does that sound right? It does not feel right coming off the tongue. Tyson, if that's not how you say your name, I do apologize. <laughs> um, but Tyson Jugnauth, again, it's the same sentiment. I feel like a broken record at this point, but no one's talking about this kid. No one. I haven't seen his name hardly anywhere uh, aside from the conversations I've had with um, private sector scouts, guys who get paid to do this work. They all love Tyson Jugnauth, and for good reason. Um, this kid's just fun. He's just fun to watch, fun to fun to have on team. And I just punched my mic. I apologize for that. <laughs> um, but... Jugnauth is a very smooth skating, agile defenseman who gets on his edges well and is able to turn that into really quick speed. Um, some of the quickest speed generating that I've seen from a defenseman in a while. Uh, he really has a tempo to his game that keeps things lively when he's on the ice, even in light of his team getting pumped, which they do quite a bit. Um, Tyson Jugnauth's team has not been the luckiest if I am remembering correctly, and he's still a dangerous player. Uh, not only does he have that speed to his game, he has this really ballsy passing. Um, this isn't your grandma's passing defenseman. This guy is throwing pucks from behind the net to the far blue, hitting them tape to tape with a crispness that is rare um, in draft-eligible defensemen. He has scored 36 points in 37 games in the BCHL this season. 30 of those are assists because he's just such a dangerous passing defenseman. They're hard, they're crisp, they're on the tape, and most of the time his teammates cannot handle him um, because, you know, they're just – his passing's too good. Um, they, they can't catch him on their stick. They're not experienced enough, too. But you put this guy with pro players, man, he's going to be a dangerous, dangerous passing defenseman. Tyson Jugnauth is in my third round, but I, I honestly can't tell you where this kid's going to go. He could go in the seventh for all I know. I know that there are NHL scouts aware of his talents, but I don't know what they're making of him, where they're ranking him. You know, I, I that conversation has been so hard to tap into with this kid. But regardless of all that, he's a name that fans need to be aware of head into the draft. If you want to 
mobile, risky, ballsy, pass-first defenseman Tyson Jugnauth is your guy. Is he going to develop into some stud in the NHL? I can tell you, there's probably a world where he doesn't play a pro game, but the ceiling is so high there. You get him working with a pro team, and it really feels like he could develop into a strong, strong player. So Tyson Jugnauth is the third of my Foley's finds uh, this, this lovely evening. And the last one, the last one that I have, we're returning to the great state of Minnesota to talk about Tyler Kennett, who is a name that, again, you ask a scout, who's Tyler Kennett? I don't know if very many outside of myself will be able to tell you who he is. But uh, Tyler Kennett leads all uh, Minnesota high school hockey in scoring, uh, both Class AA and Class A. He has 91, let me say that again, 91, just to emphasize, that's 91 points in 24 games. Uh, Tyler Kennett is on pace to break 100 points in his next five periods. That's all it's going to take him to score nine more points to uh, get to where he needs to be. He has scored 43 goals and 48 assists for 91 points in 24 games. That's absolutely insane. Now, I will say, there is reason to doubt Tyler Kennett because he plays for Red Lake Falls High School. I, as a proud Illinois native, I'm not that proud of it. I've, it's not fun here. But as an Illinois native, uh, did not know where Red Lake Falls High School was. I had to look it up on a map before the show. We got a nice little conversation out of that. It is two hours south of the Canadian border. <laughs> so really up there. Uh, a bit of an ex- obscure school that, not to my knowledge, uh, hasn't produced very much draft talent. But, um, man, Tyler Kennett is a draft talent. I ran, I, I was speaking with some juniors level scouts last night and decided to run a model that looked at a player's scoring compared to their strength of schedule as determined by myhockeyrankings.com, which is the premier source for looking at information like that. This model looked at the productivity of a player and their scoring compared to their strength of schedule And from that created a variable that I called for lack of a better term, I'm not a creative person, the scoring variable, um, which attempted to, um, which attempted to show how strong of a scorer a player was given the environment that they're in. So players in with more difficult schedules, uh, may be scoring a little bit less, but their scoring is more impressive because they've had a more difficult schedule. Uh, Well, Tyler Kennett has played one of the easiest schedules in high school hockey up in mini this year. And even despite that, his scoring variable was uh, leaps and bounds better than anyone else in the state out of the thousands of players that I ran in the model. Um, He... It, it's flabbergasting. I'm I'm out of words to describe how prolific of a score this player has been this season. Um, 
Brody Lamb, who was drafted in the fourth round of last year's NHL draft, only managed 87 points in a similarly strength schedule. Tyler Kennett is heading into his 25th game and is really close to 100. It's crazy. Um, And even looking outside of his scoring, talking about Tyler Kennett as the player, this is a guy who just knows how to play hockey. Um, He deploys his edges so well to create a shield between the opponent and the puck with his body. He stays strong on his knees and on his toes to really box out opponents and protect the puck well. He has nifty hands, but more than that, he has a nifty mind. He creates these plays that are so beautifully orchestrated and plays that, quite frankly, his teammates at Red Lake Falls High can't really keep up with. That's not to speak down to the school or what they've accomplished so far this season, but it's really to speak to how highly of a hockey mind Tyler Kennett has. It's impressive to see how he orchestrates plays in the offensive zone, um, how he's able to protect the puck and assure possession for his team. Um, It's to a point that you watch Tyler Kennett play and you think, yeah, I get it. I get why he's scoring this much. I mean, it all paints a beautiful picture right in front of you. So like I said, off the cuff, Tyler Kennett is a name that I I think one person knows about. One person is genuinely considering as an NHL draft talent. And I think it might be me. I, I haven't heard him from anyone else, but he's a name that needs to go in this draft. Um, it's a risky pick because you're drafting him out of Red Lake Falls high, but at the same time, you watch a player score with this, you know, this much pace. Um, it's incredible. You watch him play and his knowledge for the game, his ability to orchestrate the offensive zone is so clearly next level. This is a player that deserves to be in juniors right now. Very well will be in juniors next season. Um, if, you know, past precedent uh, proves anything. And um, a player that, for all intents and purposes, is going to find a way to make an impact at the NHL level. Um, we talk about sleepers, guys that really didn't get recognized until they were blowing up on the scene. You look at guys like Jake Gensel, who no one saw coming, ever went undrafted and it wasn't until he fought and clawed his way into the NCAA and then into the NHL that we really saw what he was made out of. Uh, Tyler Kennett has that same bike to his game. He's an undersized winger, but one that knows hockey, knows what he's doing and knows how to uh, fight and claw his way to new heights every season. Once again, he is only nine points shy of a hundred points this season and he hasn't even played his 25th game yet. Jeez. Incredible. And so as risky of a pick as it is, drafting someone out of Red Lake Falls High, drafting someone out of Class A hockey up there in Minnesota, um, he's a player that deserves it. Um, and so I can't tell you where I have him ranked. I It's going to be somewhere in the 5th to 7th round range, I'd say. But I say that for all intents and purposes, Tyler Kennett needs to become the first player to ever be drafted out of Red Lake Falls High School. Uh, He has more than earned that right. And I think if 
any scouts listening, take the time to really diligently watch him play, watch for his strengths. You'll agree with me uh, at the end of the day. Just a very impressive talent, one of the biggest sleepers in this class, and a player that fans of those niche picks should really be looking out for um, because of the player that I think if we jump on now, we could end up looking real smart in five to ten years. And Lockdown Wild has not been wrong yet um, since we started Foley's Fines. Exactly. We've put it in stone. Tyler Kennett, if you're listening, now's your shot. It's all upward from here. What's the uh, Rotten Tomatoes' bit is certified fresh, right? I think Lockdown Wild needs to assume the certified correct or certified right we'll put that in the header up here certified right i like that they're beautiful another absolute gem of a foley's finds i i don't know why i do the hand thing every time but (laughs) another absolute gem of foley's finds gabe glad to uh, have you on here for uh, another episode uh the best part about the 2022 nhl draft is that there are a ton of names so this gives us Perfect reason to just have you on more and more and more. And uh, we will, of course, do that as we get closer and closer to the draft. But that will wrap up today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Locked on Wild each and every day. Uh, make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as following our social media channels as well. We are keeping you up to date on all things Minnesota Wilds, all things NHL draft as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.